What's up, YKTR Sports? Welcome back to the show and go. Got the boss in the building talking all things magic round. Uh, we'll leave the magic bender stuff to the boys because yep. they've come in and Lukey's got the magic edit of doom ahead of him. But <laughs> how was your weekend, boss, before we get into it? Yeah, we had a few beers on Friday, but really enjoyed the football. Love seeing the boys getting the belt and um, got a lot of positive messages off a lot of people. So it was cool. From the boys being up there, you mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like a lot of people were inboxing me and go, oh, thanks for letting the boys come up and great to meet Simi and Scope and Chico. And um, I don't think a lot of people... Uh, I think a lot of people cut that we didn't mention Lukey and then all the flyers. They're like, I want to meet Lukey. So I think he was pretty pumped too. He was pretty pumped. He's coming looking very smug today. Sounds rough. Very. Sounds fucking very rough. <laughs> very smug. Uh, yeah, no, look, I got, again, obviously not as much as you, but I was getting a lot of lot of positive messages as well saying that they got to meet the boys. So I'm sure there'll be an in-depth sort of review of that, whether it's Jordan's room, 10 in the can and both. And we got the vlog of Doom coming as well. So Yeah, so it should be a vlog dropping tonight. So I'm excited for that to see because yeah. we haven't seen any of it. So I'm pretty excited to see the footage. Yeah, but no. Nervous. <laughs> nah, I'm good. I'm good. Everything. We're in the clear. So yeah, we're good. away. Um, let's talk a bit of magic round. Obviously, there's a, a few sort of obvious, massive talking points coming out of the weekend. The biggest one: 14 boys in the Simbin, three of them sent off. Uh, hasn't happened in a hot minute. What do you make of all of the? I suppose the hard line taken by the referees with all the head knock stuff, and um, is it here to stay? I suppose. Um, I think you had the most – I think it was the wrong time to do it. We talked about this just before on coffee with Magic Round, sort of everyone, maybe Vlandy was going, oh, this is the place where we're going to make a point of it. But, yeah, it is the right thing to do. I just don't think, like you said before, it was the right weekend to do it on. Um, and I don't – yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm still – like, obviously players' welfare is the most important thing, but some of them are, like, lame, in my opinion. And yeah. I think when you're a football player, you sort of understand the consequences of doing that. I think more so for me, it's what you do after you get knocked out is more important. So they're doing the, doing the right things now with their head knocks and all that sort of stuff like that. But the time it takes to come back in, I think that stuff's more important than what's actually happening on the field. But um, in terms of football, it can actually really fucking ruin the game of it. So you look at the Dragons, they were sent off pretty early. Who else were the sort of obvious ones? Yeah, there was a very early red card. So we had Papali sent off, Fuimano, and who got sent off in the yeah, but like, like, it's forgiving. But I, I get when it's that early in the game, it, it fucks. It fucks it. your whole yeah. game. So imagine if that happens in a semi final and in a um, grand final. Like, and the other side of it is the players are going to start. Like, once once they figure out rules, everyone tries to twist the rules as best as they can. And Melbourne going to be doing that. Probably the Roosters. They're the ones that always get the head start on it. But if Nathan Cleary or, or Tommy Trebojevic or um, Tedesco clips me across the jaw, I'm, I'm going to that. Yeah, I'm, out, I'm, I'm out. trying to get him out. I'm trying to get him out of the game. And I know it's not the right thing to do, but it is going to happen. Um, these guys are footy players. They're trying to win. And they're trying to win at all costs. And sometimes it goes, like, against unsportsmanlike stuff. So, mm. yeah, oh, I do get it. It is the right thing to do, like to look after the players, but I don't think this is the right stance. I think it's just one of those, it's more like collateral head knocks. Like people don't train to take people's heads off. The game's getting a lot quicker. You guys are speeding up to play the balls. Um, There's set restarts. This is the this is the consequence of speeding the game up. Boys are tired, arms are slipping out, and heads are getting knocked in. I want to protect the boys 100%, but I don't know if this is the right way to do it. Yeah, you had a few points there. I think the the biggest one was I agree. Like this was not, this was the showcase, the weekend of the NRL. I don't think this was the week that you should have taken the hardline stance, but stance, going off for Aussie, stance. Sorry to all my Kiwi brothers. Um, <laughs> but been here too long. Fuck. Got to stop hanging out with Luke. Um, I just don't think this was the weekend to do it. I, and Volandis will probably argue the opposite. He'd go, nah, this is when we have the most eyeballs on us. This is when I want to say we're not fucking taking this anymore. So I get it from that sense. He also like... He strikes me as a very sort of proud. stubborn, proud. He's yeah, proud, proud, yeah, very one. proud person. So he's not going to cave to guys like me and you jumping on a mic talking shit about it or Cheese jumping on his Instagram stories. Unfortunately, I think he's going to he's going to ride with this thing. I just, 
like the biggest example I can give is rugby did this rugby union about two years ago. They took a real hard line stance to the point, and rugby is different because of the body position so much lower in contact. So guys are going in like Wyatt Crockett's nose drags along the ground when he runs, mm. and if you get clipped along the head, they were sending guys off, and everyone blew up. This goes like that as well. He's got runs really low and like that. Well, he, he copped, gets clipped across the he head. He copped one, and, and yeah. the guy got binned. So yeah, the guys who run awkwardly low like that, it's, it's always going to be harder. But rugby took that stance. Everyone bagged and made fun of you know you you go off. Someone's got bad breath in rugby, you get sent off these days, but. The game adjusted before the organisation capitulated to what the fans were saying. Mm. And I suppose this kind of parlays into my second question for you, but I wonder whether you're going to see the players adjust first or the NRL sort of meet them in the middle here. Because you've got guys like Ricky Stewart coming out saying, if this is going to be the way it is, I'll recruit different players. I won't sign Josh Papali because... Josh Papali plays that game on the edge. Dylan yeah. Harper plays a game on the edge. Fuck, Hetherington's not going to – he's not going to last 80. <laughs> Fuck me dead. So yeah. I wonder – that's kind of what I wanted to ask you. Like, do you see – I think we can both agree that they're not going to just do away with this thing. Mm. But do you think it's going to be the players and clubs that adjust first or do you think the NRL is going to say, okay, maybe we went a little bit harsh there um, or somewhere in between? <laughs> Pre-Vlandis, pre I would have said that the yeah. NRL would have crumbled first, but I think he's one of those types of guys, the more you push him, the more he'll dig his heels into the ground and, and back himself up against the wall and stick with it. So, and, and saying that, it is the right thing to do, but like, do it like at the start of the year so people get time to adjust. Yeah. Don't just Fact. don't just stop dropping rules in the middle of the year. We just keep changing all the rules and it's fucking weird. Like we've got four or five new rules that never existed in rugby league before. Like you can put the scrum wherever you want, a fucking twenty forty, which is the lowest rule in the comp. Um, someone someone just fucking jack one, man. I just want yeah. to say one. <laughs> it's a weird one, it's eh? It's a weird but, one. Um yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be have to be the players I reckon that adjust first and coaches that adjust first. But like I said, it's gonna come down to a big game, and there, there's enough games already that are decided by refereeing decisions. Mm. Like the, a great referee is one that you don't really notice in sports, and right now we, we notice them. They're they're almost like the superstars of of like we know who all the refs are because they're yeah. usually the ones that made the decision. That, that costed the team the game. So you hear them the most as well on the, yeah. <laughs> the TV audio. And now. some of them like to be in. Some of them like to be in that. Sorry, I got yeah. the sound flying here. Some of them like to be I, that that guy, like yeah. who's on TV. You, you see those touch judges that run in all the time. So um, it's the right thing to do. It's just yeah. I think the timing of it's just a little bit off. Well, yeah, because it gives you if you put it at the start of the year, you always have that two three rounds when when everyone adjusts to the new rules. Yeah, like how shit is this? And then we get used to it. But it gives people time to adjust. Like dropping it in the middle of the season is probably not the best time to do it, and in the highlight of our game and magic round. So yeah, I agree. I, I think, I think. Well, what about the idea? Of, get all the boys in <coughs> headgears. <laughs> yeah, everyone's just me rocking the Kale and Pongers. Um, what about the idea of like I said to you, maybe introducing the five minute sim bin for those loose ones? I agree. Yeah, and then maybe leave the. T- I reckon you can almost do away with the red card unless it's like a full on fucking battle of Brookvale cunts punching on. I don't think someone just for uh, an aggressive high shot should be sent off. I think that's when the 10-minute simbin should be used. Mm. And maybe the five-minute ones are for the Tedesco's falling, you clip them across the head. Well, too bad, cunt. Don't hit yeah, across uh, the head. I think the loose arm are the ones that, yeah. that sh- um, maybe the five minutes. minutes. A, 10 minutes is a big penalty, man. Yeah. Down, down to 12 men is a massive. I think um, I, I think if it's like a loose arm and your hands are open, that should be a five minute. But yeah. if it's like like shoulder, there's so much force behind you, all your weight's going forward this way and you clip them on the jaw, that should be probably still be off. Yeah. Um, but then like anything with intent with a closed fist would be 10. It's so hard because it's so like there's so much sub – 
like it's subjective. So what you think, like even just then in that two minute exchange, what you think should be 10 minutes in the bin, I think should be five minutes. And like when you get referees, like you mentioned with different personalities and like you're never going to get this thing perfect. I just, it felt like a very weird weekend to all of a sudden just overnight go, hey, anyone touches anyone near the fucking chin and neck, send them off. Do you and they go, what do you mean? No, off, off. Do, <laughs> you, do, you remember the, um, do you remember the quick tap and then like boys just couldn't help but grab the boys? Oh, always, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and everyone got sent off for that. That's kind of like- Benji loved a quick tap. <laughs> yeah, so whenever you get stepped sometimes and you you've, know you've just got cranked, it's just a lazy arm yeah. out there and you seem to clip the boys across the head. So yeah. I, don't think that, I don't think that's a 10 minute getting sidestepped and having to go for the boys. No, no. You mentioned yeah. you mentioned the referees being the superstars. I just want to quickly touch on um, Uncle Henry Perinara. Probably people, he's, he's finished. Hey, no, no, he's still up there. People, oh. people are making an argument. Probably saying he's one of the worst referees going down. He's the best in the bunker. So I just want to say over the weekend, Uncle Henry is the absolute best in the bunker. Doesn't miss. Yeah, good. There you go. Side note. Um, Finally magic, found someone. <laughs> yeah, uh, magic round on the whole. Let's like if you if you look past all the. Sim Binnings and I suppose controversy. It was mad. Yeah. What did you make of the whole weekend in terms of the actual football and entertainment product, which I think probably yeah, the cool. latter was more yeah. important. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. Obviously, all the boys are up there. Like off the back of COVID as well, it seemed like there was yeah, a lot was more cool. people. So it was super exciting that people could sort of fly up and get on the piss and watch a bunch of football. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Do you want to see it more than once a year? Because uh, I know that was like roasting nah. threw it around a few. It's like Cooper Cronk threw it around as well. Nah. Keep it special. Yeah. It's like it's like nines. Like you remember when we went to Auckland the first two years. Like this is the best thing ever. Get to the third year, <laughs> thought you're playing the Roosters again. So yeah. I think if you keep it once and and even change cities every couple of times, so mm. everyone doesn't take it for granted. Um, I think we have the tendency to take football for granted here because because the TV product's so great. Um, but the the live experience at Suncorp Stadium and you get to watch. All the best players play back to back to back to back to back to back, and you're in a really good city where um, there's pubs close by, and the city's not too far away. Um, it's just this magic little thing. And you mentioned name. like it being in the right city, like Sydney probably wouldn't work just the way that it's all laid out. It, it would year and a half from now once um, um, Sydney's Ro- Sydney the Roosters boys get their stadium back because that's in a good spot. Homebush sucks. Great stadium, but fucking shit to yeah. go to. Like hard to get out of, hard to get there. Probably one pub there. Bank West, too far. Oh. Cool stadium, but. Yeah, maybe a little bit too far. Mm. Like, you can go around in Parramatta and that, but um, you know ideally I, you'd like to be around the city somewhere. North is, is North Queensland, I've obviously never been up there, but their new stadium is fucking cool. Yeah. Could it work up there? Um, you know, What's the pub scene like? Yeah, grouse. Yeah. Nightlife's sick. Yeah. Um, that's why it used to be the boys' favourite trip. Pack so, your jeans yeah, first. Yeah, pack the jeans first before the <laughs> footy boots are going. And it used to always be like, if you don't win up here, you're not going out. So the boys are digging in. <laughs> Bit of a line break. The boys are going, fuck, let me get in. First in a Bowen clinic. Yeah. Um, get 50 put on your beauty. If they, if they were to go sort of origin with it and take it around different cities, like I reckon that'd be a cool concept because – but every year they play obviously in Origin in Sydney, Brisbane, and then they take one to Melbourne or Perth, and it's always cool. Like those cities always get around it. If Perth's sick, bro. Perth's a I, mad And night that's what out. I was going to say. I reckon Perth would be cool for it if it was like every other year. So you did Brisbane, maybe you took it to Auckland one year. I reckon. I reckon it Perth. should be Brisbane. Go somewhere back to Brisbane. Go somewhere yeah. back to Brisbane. That's how it should be. I reckon that'd be cool, and that way you wouldn't lose the. It's local. still the home. It's still the home of football. Like Suncorp Stadium, still the best oh, stadium. It doesn't matter how the Broncos are traveling. That's yeah. It's they got fifty put on them, and, and people still rocking up. So they had forty-one thousand at the last game of the fucking. Weekend and Brisbane's Tigers jerseys. <laughs> Brisbane's like I thought Brisbane was shit on a night out, but it's actually mad. Like they've got this mad little wharf area now. It's got so you, I'm thinking of Brisbane. You can go like dingy pub. We can like 
eat somewhere Class nice up, and, yeah. and have cocktails and sort of stuff like that. And that's probably where it's got the advantage over Sydney. Like Sydney's so spread out and if you don't know people, you can't get in anywhere. Mm. So they're not going to let in fucking 10 blokes that have been sitting on the piss all. That's just not how Sydney rolls. So Unless you get maybe, Jordan Simmy get you in. <laughs> King of Double Yeah, Bay. maybe now, maybe now. <laughs> but like even Double Bay is hard to get in unless you know people. Yeah. And like, fucking there's only like three places you can go. So maybe, maybe, we, maybe we just keep it Brisbane. Yeah. It's like the Wellington Sevens. Like yeah. everyone knows Magic Rounds at Brisbane. So um, obviously like to share stuff around with everyone else, but a lot of places, maybe we just go, fuck, this is the home of rugby league. And this is where it's at every year. Mm. Um, mark it in the calendar. So maybe I changed my mind. Yeah. No, I like it, bro. I, I think it, it looked amazing. Um, we obviously haven't, I haven't spoke to Normie or any players who play out there, but all the players seem to genuinely enjoy it. They're like, fuck, it's cool just being around, everyone in the one place at the one time. Because um, they do it in the Super League. And yeah, it, yeah. I, played, I played in the Super League ones and we played at Man City's like grounds. The old Trafford. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nah, no, nah, Man City, they have they got a different one. Oh, do they? Sorry. Yeah. Man United's old Trafford. But no. fuck, it was sick, bro. We were sitting in the, in the chairs and they've got the car seat. Like, yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Oh, you're on. No, I'm good, bro. I'm <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Magic Ground was great. Obviously, next spectacle coming up is Origin, which is the king of the kings of, of spectacles for rugby league. So mm. I'm, I'm pumped for that series yeah. too. Are we, are we going? Are we sending? Uh, me, me and Scope are going down to Melbourne. Yeah. Um, we've got a live podcast. Oh, Scopes. that's right. Yeah, I'm filming, so I've just pretty much just jagged the trip. But I uh, see how we go. Money wise, might fake Lukey. Might yeah, might bring a few other people. Damn. Who knows? Um, speaking of sort of magic round and the best performers of the weekend. Obviously, Parramatta sort of jumped out straight away. Really enjoyed um, um, Mitch Moses' game. Mate, he was, again, hard for me to watch as a Warriors fan, but you can't deny that was one of the best 40 minutes I've seen Mitch put in in a long fucking time. Man. Yeah, he's good, on bro. He's good to watch. Like, he's so fast. Like, people don't realise how fast he is. He's skillful. He bounces around. When you watch him play, he's like, he doesn't really play like anyone else. Yeah, that's Maybe fair. kind of like a sort of like a Sammy Tompkins, you know, they just sort of yeah. like rangy. They're rangy, but they're not tall, but they like that skip fin, across. That they got a little yeah. thing where they almost go backwards when they're yeah. <laughs> You just can't grab the cunts. Yeah, he's just a yeah. um, nicely well-rounded footballer. It's just fucking tough that Nathan Cleary is just so much... Yeah. So good right now. Yeah, it's a hard spot for Mitchie to be in when you start like talking about higher honours. He's kind of It's kind of like their Jake friend into Cameron Smith or anyone that was a hooker. And he's always in that same age gap as well. It's like you're not gonna outlast Nathan Cleary career longevity. He's three years younger, bro. So it's a bit of torture. But yeah, that game I we said I spoke about Parramatta last week and against the Roosters. I said if they win this, they'll be legit. And for some reason, in that game, they still didn't sell me in terms of their premiership hopes. But and I know it was against a lesser team in the Warriors. Sorry, boys, this weekend. Um, but that to me, that was they're legit. They're right up there with like when you say scope. I know scope said last week that he said that's it. I've seen enough. There's only two sides that can win the premiership this year. Obviously, you have two clear favourites. But in terms of a team that could absolutely you know, get hot and jag one. Parramatta are yeah, right fucking, fucking there, man. They, they look yeah. good. They can also swing the other way as well too. Yeah. They can like, fire, like, where's these guys going? So they've always sort of had that in their DNA. Even mm-hmm. like everyone always talks about the 80s side and stuff. Like I, I, I have a theory that the 80s boys don't want the new Parramatta boys to win. <laughs> I honestly <laughs> think that. Everyone will stop eh? talking about us. <laughs> yeah, bro. I honestly think that. Yeah. yeah. I generally think that. Yeah. Interesting theory, boy. I've said, uh, it, I've said it plenty of times. I don't yeah. reckon the old Parramatta players want these guys to win because it takes away from their like glory years. Yeah. Mm. They, they, always, just, they always seem to come out and bag them and shit. They might just fuck around and win the premiership this year and silence them anyway. Yeah. Uh, and obviously the other standout, we can't go past the undefeated Panthers. Undefeated season's looking pretty good. Do you know what? Do you know what? Yeah, you're not far off. You're halfway <laughs> there. Do you know Do you know what's- um, Round 16 against Parra is going to be big. But anyway, Gary. So you yeah. talked about those two teams that could win. These new rules can actually change that. 
So, mm. you know what I mean? Like like we said before, if Nathan Cleary's fucking just above the nipple, I'm taking a dive. Yeah, I mean, first 10, <laughs> Grand final. First 10 15 minutes of the game, some Nathan Cleary gets wrong-footed, throws out the arm and clips someone and gets ah, just regarded. Above, just above the nipple, I'm, I'm, I'm taking a dive. Beauty Matt Burton into halfback clinic. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I looked at I look at... I looked at the Penrith, this young kid debuted. I looked at their photo after the game, and the NRL put it up. And, like, you, you look through their whole team, and, like, how many of them are actually w- walking into a starting role with the other team? Mm. Besides, like, Nathan, Jerome, Brian Tau, yeah, Kikau. Yeah. Fisher Harris. Yeah, they, they, they've, got, they've got obviously got very good players, but I get your They're point. A there's, a lot of, there's a lot of Melbourne-esque sort of role players that do a job, and mm. they do a job really well. Um, but they wouldn't necessarily – they're not – your first ballot representative fucking superstars. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So like, I look at it and like, what the fuck? Like, like Charlie Staines is a very good winger. I don't know how many other sides Charlie Staines walks into. Mm. Matt Burton's a fucking quality player. I don't know if he starts at centre for every side in the NRL. So I get your point. It's They're not, like I was they're not blo- like, they don't blow you away. No, nah, <laughs> no. Nah, like, like obviously, like I watch a lot of football and understand who they are. But even I was going like, fuck, who, like who? Who's that? <laughs> Matty Eisenhuth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Matty too. Yeah. So, but yeah, like, like you said, they're just, they're just one of those clubs right now that have – um, almost Melbourne-esque where they can sort of get the best out of – they get players playing to their potential and you can see a lot of other sides that do their complete opposite. Guys with a lot of potential but can't play to it. Man, it's an interesting dynamic and Penrith forgot it right now. Penrith are an amazing side to watch. Like uh, the reason I, I say I think they're going to go undefeated is there's just – there's no laps. There's none of those curly Sunday afternoon games where they look a bit flat. Like they haven't looked flat all year, not mm. even in patches. You know teams go through these little slumps. They're always on. They were up 32-0 against the Gold Coast yesterday. Uh, yeah, yesterday. And third tackle, they sort of lost those early tackles, which they don't typically do. Mm. Titans were getting off their line. Early kick, Cleary screams down the field. They pin him in a corner. They jam up off their line, force an error, and score again. It's like they're up thirty-two nil. They don't have to be doing that. And even when they let in the try, like they, they were filthy. They were filthy, and then yeah. Kikau comes out and puts on the shot. So, yeah, they drag um, him over the touchline straight after. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they, like they said, they, um, like they can win in multiple different ways. They can win from behind. They can win from in front. Um, they don't mind nickel. I think they. Mm. Like Half embrace it. Think, yeah, think of Cronulla back in the day. They used to always get into niggly fights because other teams couldn't handle it, but it never really affected the way they played football. The same thing used to happen with West Tigers. Like West Tigers used to drift across the field so much that when you get the ball, you start trying to do the same. <laughs> you fall into this false little trap. Um, yeah, just a very well-diverse side. They could play off Nathan. They could play off Jerome. They could play off Uppy. They can play off Isaiah Yell. They can give the ball early to sinners. So it makes them hard to the thing read. I, the thing I love about their halves, man, is like Nathan started the game, and we'll, we're going to finish talking a little bit of Nathan Cleary after this, but he had the hot hand early, and so you almost didn't see Jerome. So Jerome mm. was just going, no, nah, just keep going right, keep going right. And as soon as sort of Nathan, whether it was fatigue or the game started to maybe the adjust, adjust yeah. and they started going short side to Jerome, and he started handling all of the kicking. So it's like they're happy to defer when one of them's got the hot hand. It's not like Nathan Cleary's a dominant playmaker, so no matter how Jerome Lewis going, it's going to Cleary. Yeah. Appy just goes, no. Nah. And like Appy was That's saying, maturity, they picked yeah. him up in the huddle, and Appy goes, I'm telling you, they're loose around the ruck. He was talking to Dylan Edwards. The, yeah. comment, the mics picked it up, and he goes, stay with me here. Second or third, stay with me. And Booty Appy runs. Dylan Edwards <laughs> right there. You know, so like yeah. that was straight after Nathan Cleary just scored a hat trick. So the most sides, are, I mean, I would typically start to think, boys, we got him. Let's just start fucking moving the ball. But Appy goes, I'm telling you, we got him well, loose yeah. around the ruck. 
I'd be Come smart. On, I'd be so smart. smart. Yeah. And like, good thing about like Jerome and Nath, they both run the ball. Like, both of them so aren't scared strong. to run the ball. So, um, when you start to run the ball as a half, good things happen. Always, always off the back of it. So, you got two halves that are probably the most confident, um, probably very level headed, and and not as, not afraid to do anything. So, it's a dangerous combo. And all you rookie in the vet listeners cashed in on Nathan Cleary as well. So, you're welcome. You're off that show now, aren't you? Yeah, I am now for a week. <laughs> <laughs> but I had three, but Simi Simi went three from three. I went three from eight. So. Mm. Uh, spoke about Nathan Cleary let's finish up with a bit of Nathan Cleary chat now probably well not probably now is the clear Dallium leader do you put him over Turbo and Teddy right now is the best we got yeah yeah but like only just and only because he can do a lot more mm-hmm. um, he kicks goals he, he does every kick more does 80% of the kicks yep. um, got like 250 like super coach points yesterday or something fucking Insane. stupid <laughs> like that um, is his job to lead the team you know what I mean where he, he, he can lead the team he can put the team in a position to win and he can win it as well where um, sort of Tommy and, Tommy and uh, Teddy like they're, they're the X Factor off the back of it yep. um, he's both he's the one who can create the X Factor or be the X Factor and mm. uh, it's only slight but yeah, that's enough to say like Nathan Cleary's probably our best player in the game right now I agree it's only slight I just disagree on the person I still think at, at their if all three of those guys are at their absolute best, I, I think Tommy Turbo is undeniable. Mm. I, when I watch him play, he looks like a fucking cheat code. I understand halfback is probably the more influential position in terms of the like. That's I think it's a great point when you say it's very biased. He affects, so coming from a former <laughs> half, but yeah. he affects he affects every part of the game. He affects the kicking game, the where it's where the game's played. He makes obviously a lot more defensive decisions. So I get the total effect. But that game a couple of weeks ago when Tommy was just what was last week when Tommy scored a fucking thousand tries and was breaking the line against my boys every two seconds. Teams guys seem to like they seem to keep putting on clinics on the Warriors. I don't know if I like it. Yeah, Moses and Turbo, um, but I think it's Tommy by a hair right now. Yeah. I think Nathan's your Dally M lock because I like he great he, story, great yeah. story. He's the most consistent of the two, and obviously Turbo's got his injury problems. But um, there's there's not a wrong answer to this. I'll go Turbo by a hair, but yeah. I understand the Nathan Cleary argument as well. Um, I feel like Nathan's been doing it for a year and a half too. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like I know t- Tommy's better. class and and done like five really good games. But we've got Origin coming up. We've got some pretty interesting periods coming up. So yeah, if so Tommy was, if Tommy had been healthy the last eighteen months, I think he's oh, head yeah. and shoulders the best player in the game. I think Tommy just needs time, man. And if he can stay healthy and those hamstrings stay together, did you see the fucking trainer giving him the hammy warm up? And did you see that? No, oh, it's like cranking him like an old lawnmower. He like had him lying down like full fucking flexing him. Bro, but I was getting stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> those Trubovich brothers they're the least flexible people in the whole wide world yeah but he looked like he was stretching me out there used to see Jakey like fuck <laughs> like, you know when you put your legs wide and you sort of bend over touch yeah. it but they can't even touch the ground beauty yeah. clinics as well that's <laughs> just the world trying to balance balance them out eh? they just got a, yeah. got way too much talent so great football third league so the football, you can't be flexible as well yeah the football <laughs> guy's just gone fuck it you know what you, you're not gonna have flexibility yeah carrying oh. around a big cock has fucking hurt his hammies <laughs> but that's what what's happened his back's gonna go next alright I think we'll wrap it up there bit of footy chat show and go we got obviously fuck load of content fuck load of content way. going yeah. we got the magic bend of vlog Luke is over there editing away um, yeah good times. Times. Yeah. see you boss